What's up? Welcome to the living room. I am so excited you're here. This is your host, Nate, and I am really excited you you are listening and joining us today. You are listening to a TLR Rewind, and what that is is that TLR, we have this podcast, but we also have an in-person version of this podcast where we talk about the same topics that you hear on this podcast, but we also eat food together, we hang out, we play games. Like It is a blast to take the elements of this podcast and do it together in person. And so what you're going to hear on this episode is the recording of the presentation giving at a TLR. And so we hope you enjoy it. We hope you, this inspires you to have these conversations with your friends. And even more importantly, maybe join us in person sometime. Or if you missed uh, the in-person event, we would love for you to listen to this and hear what we talked about. Either way, we are so glad you're checking out TLR. Hope you enjoy. Stay awesome. So for real, we uh, every time that it's somebody new is here, we want you to know that you are always welcome here. And for those of us who come regularly, this is an important reminder that when you bring a friend or when somebody else brings a friend, we all play a part in making sure that everyone feels like they are always welcome here at the living room. And so uh, whether it's your first time or you've been to every single one all semester, thank you so much for being here. We truly truly mean this that we are better together and we are better because each of you are here so thank you so much clap it up for yourself so we are um wrapping up the semester um we're wrapping up with a little three-part this is part two um of a little mini series talking about good news and and is christmas good and so if you weren't here last week or you got amnesia between last week and now you don't remember uh just to catch up real quick I know this is going to be life-changing. You're going to want to write this down. Good news is good. Bad news is bad. All right? And so when we hear good news, you know, there's part of us that we hope it's true. We want it to be true. We lean in. Now, it doesn't make it true, but, but we hope that it is. Consequently, bad news, when we hear it, we hope that it's not true. Now, again, none of this makes it true or not, but, you know, when we hear something good, we hope it's true. When we hear something bad, we hope that it's not true. And we talked about how the story of Christmas um, starts with this woman named Mary, and we talked about that, and I'll catch you up a little bit on that in a minute. But to really jump into our conversation tonight, I wanted to start off with asking this question, and so you can take some time with your table and ask this question. What is a holiday family tradition you have, okay? And this could be, uh, you know, any tradition that you have. It doesn't have to necessarily be a Christmas tradition, but what are some traditions your family has? Bonus points if it's weird. Um, I will say Sarah has the weirdest tradition that I've heard, okay? All right, all right. I love this tradition. And so she knows that, but, um, and it's okay. I won't judge you too hard if yours is weird too, but just take some time, discuss with your table what is some of your family's traditions, all right? Take a few minutes, and I'll be back up here to talk after that. I hope that these conversations, um, and especially as we get into it, that both the questions I ask, but then even some of what I share, I hope that it is sparking conversation that continues past tonight, later tonight, throughout the week, because these conversations are important to have. Um, So when it comes to traditions, my family is pretty bad at them. Um, And I'm going to blame my mom, because she just, like, 
her joke is, she's like, as long as I get you a birthday present within the year you're born, it counts. And I'm like, thanks, Mom. Um, and so that was passed on to me. Part of it is um, I also don't like being told what to do. Like there's, and, and I just, a, a tradition, a tradition is like just a yearly thing. Of, Here's what you're supposed to do. That's at least what it felt like to me. I do, however, have a grandmother who she loves traditions, and she tried really hard to get my family involved in a tradition that kind of lasted and was a little successful, and it was we would reenact the Christmas nativity story each year, and me and my cousins, we would play the different characters and act it out. Now you can see probably where this is going. I'm a tool, and so um, I would not take it as seriously as she wanted me to take it, and so I'd be like a shepherd up there, like, you know, dancing. This is like at six years old, seven years old. I'm just dancing. Later on, um, I when I'd be like one of the wise men or the magi, uh, I just wouldn't show up because I was like, they weren't there yet. They showed up two years later. And I'd make it a point to argue with the story, like as my grandmother's narrating it. And again, I'm a tool. But then the, the worst thing I did was as I became like a teenager around like 15, 16, I started being like, I feel like it's a little discrimination that my cousin Hannah always gets to be Mary. Why do I not get to be Mary? I would rock out Mary. I feel like I could crush this part. And they'd always say no, and every year I'd put up a fight, right? And uh, <laughs> really what this points to, besides me being a tool, is that uh, I've shared different stories like this throughout TLR that like I've never like really done a great job fitting in church culture or Christian culture. I've shared the story before. If you haven't heard it, you can ask me about it later. Where I, uh, I've never been suspended from like public school. I did get suspended from church school though. Um, that was a fun story. Uh, and, and so these things happen to me. And, and I'm sitting here joking about them. But on a more serious note, part of what I think it points to is that for some people, that has been their experience on a real, not joking level with Christmas, the Christmas story. Christianity, any religion, God, Jesus, like like that has been people's experience. Now that may not have been your experience. Some of you may have had good experiences, but some of you may have had bad experiences. Not even, and again, not the lighthearted kind I'm talking about. I'm talking about some of you may have legitimately been asked not to go to a religious community. Some of you may have felt judged or like you didn't belong or you're on the outside. And if that's not your experience, I'm glad. Like uh, that's good. But for some of you, that might be your story. That might be why you've never been to church ever again. Once you got old enough, start realizing people are judging me here. I don't. I don't want to be here. Or maybe that's your friend's story. In fact, statistically speaking, that is for sure some of your friends' stories that they got asked to. They either got asked directly or indirectly to not be part of something because somebody in their family got divorced or their sexuality or they didn't believe, or they had questions, or they pushed back. Like, the stories, I hear stories on, like, very regularly of people who just, at the end of the day, they just feel like they don't belong. And the thing about not belonging is that is bad news, okay? Anywhere you feel like you don't belong, you don't lean into that. You're like, I don't belong here, so I'm out. And again, for me, part of, because I hear these stories, it breaks my heart because, again, if that's somebody's experience, like, that's real. You feel like you don't belong somewhere. That can cause some pain in life. And, and it's natural to think, well, 
than this Christmas story, Christianity, Jesus, God, however it all works. I'm not really sure. If I don't belong, it must not be for me. And again, if that's your story or if that's somebody you know's story, part of what I'm hoping to talk about tonight and point to is that there is something that gives me a lot of hope. And what it is, is that the original version of the Christmas story was completely different. And I say original version because if you were with us last week, part of what we talked about was that when the Christmas story was first introduced to the world, it was introduced as good news that would cause great joy for all people. And that's a statement, which means it could be true or it could be false, which that's something you can wrestle with. You're smart enough. But I think that that statement is a guiding light in this because if, if you feel like you don't belong somewhere, right, and you have that feeling, as we said, that's bad news, well, that must mean that maybe there's a chance that maybe what you experience, that, that experience, if you experienced it or your friend experienced it, there's a chance that it might not be the original Christmas story, the one that is supposed to be and feel like good news. And part of how we'll get there, uh, I'll show you, I'll tell you a really, uh, there's a really cool story that, that illustrates this next. But before we get there, a question I have for you is, who do you celebrate with? Um, that is, when you think about celebrating, right? When you think about like, maybe it's when you graduated high school, or when you think about like graduating college, you know, coming up soon, or maybe it's way farther than you want it to be, and you picture that, or maybe you've been to, you've had a cousin or a sibling that's had a wedding, like, like who do you celebrate with in these good moments, okay? Uh, for me, you know, I had a wedding that, you know, I, there's some celebrating there. When you think about anything worth celebrating in life, who are the people you're celebrating with? So take a few minutes, discuss that with your table. Who do you celebrate things worth celebrating with? When it, when it comes to celebrating, my guess is, um, and I was able to eavesdrop a little bit and heard, uh, one thing I heard a lot was friends and family, right? Like that tends to be top of the list and then maybe start getting specific depending on what the celebration is and it makes sense and I think the other way to think about it is that whatever it is you're celebrating you you celebrate with the people that matter to you the people who have value in your life in one way or another I think about for me the some of the big celebrations when I got married it, the wedding got thrown together pretty quickly because of some crazy life circumstances but one of the things I remember is all my friends were there and we made sure we scheduled time to take a picture with every single one of my my friends and so I have pictures of my friends at the time and it was really important to us that we because our life was crazy and it's just again it's important we want to celebrate with these people <laughs> I think about also um the two times that my wife had a baby I was there but um when she had a baby um you know the people we celebrated with my family was there each time the people that you know, mattered to me uh, and and had value in my life. Uh, one of those, a lot of us know Shannon. Her sister was in Sojourn at the time. Uh, she came and was one of the first people uh, to see uh, my kids being born. Uh, Sarah as well. Part of that is because they created value by bringing me coffee, okay? And so I really valued uh, their friendship, but more importantly, the coffee they were bringing because I wasn't sleeping. Uh, but for whatever it is, you know, one of the ways to think about it is that we, we celebrate with the people that matter to us with the people who have value. And this is why 
the story I quickly want us to look at today, it, it gives me hope. Like, like you may struggle to believe in, in the Christmas story, and you may struggle like, I'm not sure what I believe or how it all fits together, and I totally respect that. But the way the Christmas story, like the other way of saying it is the story of Christmas, like it just gives me hope in the Christmas story. And what I mean by that is this story, if you were with us last week, it starts off with this this priest who didn't trust in God, and then this woman who nobody knew her name, she was poor, she trusted in God. Like, when you think about the time period and that the first hero in the Christmas story is this woman, like, that's crazy. Like, like who would make this up, especially in a time period when no one respected women, all right? And so the Christmas story starts off there. It then continues where... You know, Mary and Joseph, they, they travel. There's no room. If you know anything about the story, there's no room for them. And so they give birth to Jesus in a barn. And, you know, just, just picture this. They're in a barn with all these animals and all this just, just shit everywhere, okay? Like, I mean, the, the, the animals are just like, I mean, they're living it. They're in their house. Jesus' first bed is in this manger, which is just something animals eat out of. Now, again, if you're making a story up about God, okay? the creator of everything, the creator of people, and his son. This is the story. Because track along here, a woman who nobody knows in a time period where nobody respects women, that's our first hero. Second, Jesus is being born in a barn. Okay, And the story only continues from there. And I find this really cool because some of you may know what happens next. And if you do, don't don't jump ahead. Like, like try to try to follow along. And go to space because this is crazy radical. And if you're not sure if Christmas or Christianity or God or Jesus are good, I hope that this gives you at least something to consider and lean into. Because after Jesus is born, part of what Luke, who investigated this, what he shares with us, is he jumps, the story jumps. He says, There are some shepherds living out in the fields nearby keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. I bet they were. (laughs) I am sure. You're just chilling, doing your job, and bam, an angel shows up. I bet you're a little scared. One thing that I want to point out on this, this story can sound nice, like, oh, it's so cute. There's some shepherds with their sheep and their little lambs. It's adorable. Okay, this was not a good job. Okay, this was not a job that you wanted. I mean, you're having to work late hours. You're up at night because that's when animals would attack sheep. You're away from society. It was a dirty job. This was a job that you got when you couldn't get any other job. So these were not well-respected people. These were people who, you know, Again, society looked down upon. And there they are, just being a shepherd, and an angel shows up, and they're scared, which of course they would be. But the angel says to them, the angel says, do not be afraid. Well, that's comforting, thank you. Uh, It says, I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. This This is what I've been talking about, right? This is the first time this is introduced. And the angel says, today in the town of David, A Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And at this point, the angels are probably like still scared. And as if one angel's not enough, what it says next is that a bunch of angels show up. They start singing. At that point, I bet they're terrified. They're freaked out. They're like, what is happening? This angel said this. 
is this true? Is this real? I don't know, but there's all these angels singing. And then the angels leave. And this is what Luke tells us happens next. That when the angels, um, oh, sorry. When the angels had left and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, they said exactly what you and I would say. They'd say, let's go check this out, okay? Like the angel said this happened. Let's go see. Let's go see if this is really real. They say, let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Now at this point, if you're Mary and Joseph, I'm sure you're like, whoa, who are you? Why are you here? And then they're like, hey, an angel told us you're here. And like, this is wild. And at this point, you may be thinking like, okay, cool, Nate. You know, maybe you believe this. Maybe you've heard the story a million times. And you're like, yeah, 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 I know how this goes. Maybe you're like, I'm not sure I believe this. You might be thinking, I do believe this, but who cares? Why are we spending so much time talking about it? What happens next is the key significant part. And so if you've been tuning me out, I understand. But please pay attention to this part. Because after the shepherds go and see this baby, here's what Luke tells us they do. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told to them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. They spread the word and all that heard it were amazed. Here's why this is significant. Think about this. The first people, the first people to ever preach or tell a Christmas story were these shepherds, okay? These were people that most of the time society ignored, society looked down upon. These were people who were dirty. Most people wouldn't give a second glance. But tonight, tonight they were going around town and telling anyone who would listen. And in fact, it says a lot of people were listening about what had happened, and they were amazed. And my friends, this is why this is so significant. Why were these shepherds so excited? Why were they so pumped that they wanted to tell everybody? And why did the people who hear this, why were they amazed? Well, the answer is the shepherds were going around and saying, there is someone here who is for everyone. More to the point, Jesus is here and he is for everyone. And my friends, where this starts to intersect with your life is that if God... Again, tracking with this whole story. If God is going to tell his story that he wants to in the world, and he's going to start with first a woman, which, again, I can't say this enough. At the time, nobody believed them. (laughs) Nobody trusted what they had to say. And that's the first hero of our story. Then his son is going to be born in a barn. Okay, what? I mean, it was no announcement. Okay, listen, like in a day where we announce, like, you know, pregnancies or we announce marriages and stuff like you would think if god was having a kid he would tell everybody and be like hey world what's up like we're gonna get the biggest influencer we're gonna get people with the money we're gonna get a nice place my baby's gonna be born and comforted like if i was making the story up that's how my story would go and then the first people are going to be these people that society normally looks down upon the question to ask is what does that then mean for us what does that mean And what I hope that you take away from this is two big things. First, some confidence that this actually happened because 
as I keep saying, if you are making the story up, especially in the first century, this is a terrible story to make up. No one would believe it. Okay. But more to the point, if God, if he's going to use these people involved in his story, what does that say about how God views you? Remember how he said, who you celebrate with is who you value? These shepherds, who most of the time society didn't value, this night, they were at the top of the list. God was giving them and bestowing upon them a huge value in sharing this good news. And what, where that intersects with our life is that regardless of what has happened to you, regardless of what you have done, regardless of how much money you have, what your grades are, how successful you are, what you've accomplished, whether you have a loving family or your father has left you, whether you have great siblings or not great siblings, whether you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend, regardless of what people say about you, regardless of how you feel about yourself, all these things that we as a society ascribe or take away value from people, that's not what defines your value. That's not what defines who you are as a person. What defines who you are as a person is how God, your Heavenly Father, looks at you. And He looks at you as a beloved child that, and your value is set. Again, regardless, you may spend the rest of your life wrestling with if you believe that and not sure if you believe that. But at the end of the day, God looks at you and says, you are my beloved child. And we can see this and take confidence in this when God, through his mercy and love for us, puts a story together that's almost unbelievable because of the characters involved, but says that and, and shows us through Jesus' life, as we'll see next week, that that same value he ascribes to these people is the same for you. And so in wrapping up, if you leaned into this, if you if you were able to live, and I know we have a lot of pressures on us and, and it's hard to do this, but if we were able to lean into this and this be part of our identity in our life, a lot of the things that stress us out, a lot of the anxiety we feel, a lot of that would start to melt away. But what I think is more exciting as a community it's if we helped each other do this, we would be a healing community for people who are struggling. And I don't need to tell you life is hard out there. You've got finals coming up, okay? <laughs> You've got things going on in life. You have holidays which bring up all kinds of emotions depending on your family and how that's all structured. Like, you know, I don't need to tell you how hard life is. But a community and a person who is able to lean into this and to know that with full confidence that they are a valued and loved child of God, that is a person that can extend that to other people. And again, you may wrestle with if you believe that, and I understand. But if this was true, and if we leaned into it, I think that that is good news. And I think that is good news that could cause great joy for you and your friends and in your life. And that, my friends, is why a story that many of us have heard over and over again, I think is really good and great news because you, each and every one of you, are a beloved child of a living God. And we see that in the story, and that is truly, truly something that is good news that calls great joy. As always, each week, 
Uh, we'll wrap up with some discussion questions, put them up on the board, but feel free to uh, talk with your group. Hopefully it comes up. There we go. Um, take, take about the next five, ten minutes, talk about these questions, um, and I'll be back up to wrap up. I, I just wanted to close with that one, I, and, and in some ways I know I already said it, but the thing that is just most significant that I wish I could just impart upon everyone is that, like, I know life is tough. There's plenty of people and plenty of things, plenty of just stuff and junk that puts pressure on us, that tells us what our value is, what it isn't, that we're not, you know, pretty enough or work out enough or, or all, so many things. I could spend hours talking of examples like this. And what is so significant to me in this story is that it highlights that if this is true, that God, that Jesus truly are for everyone, that when he looks at you, he doesn't see all that stuff, he doesn't judge you by that, that he looks at you and says, that person right there, that is my beloved daughter. That is my beloved son. And again, you can wrestle with if you believe that or not. But what we see in this story and what you will see next week is that when God looks at you, that is what he says. And if that is true, as I keep saying, that really is good news, that we don't have to work for our value. We don't have to work for our, our identity. It has been given to us that we are a beloved child of a living God, that you, no matter what, have a heavenly father that looks at you and says, this is my beloved child. And I think that that is great news. Thank you so much for checking out a TLR Rewind. Again, we hope that this inspires you to have these conversations. Some of the questions you heard us share, we hope that you would ask friends this, uh, you know, or at least ask yourself this. We also hope that you would check out a uh, TLR event if you are in Rhode Island. They happen on Thursday nights at 7 and during the school year. Make sure to check our Instagram uh, for all that information and all of this information, all the questions we ask will be in our show notes so make sure to check that out but again we hope this inspires you to continue the conversations with yourself with your friends with your family thank you so much for being part of the living room family stay awesome my friends